I never get sick of cherries and I do get excited. I, I do like the cherry season. It's, it's a bit of a buzz and um, to see the fruit coming into from the orchard to the, the packing shed and just seeing, you know, the, the produce that's being created. This is The Producers. I'm Danny Vallant. In a world where we can get just about anything, just about any time, it's wonderfully exciting to have truly seasonal crops that mark a time of year. Cherries are certainly in that category. They're a crop that signals summer, the festive season, and a continuing connection to natural cycles. We talk all things cherries with Alison Jones, lifetime cherry farmer, CEO of Wandon Valley Farms and the president of the Victorian Cherry Association. Uh, my name's Alison Jones. I'm a part of Wandon Valley Farms and I'm also president of the Victorian Cherry Association. Our farm, uh, well, we have a farm up near Mildura, which uh, just finished harvesting. We have another farm um, just out of Wangaratta at a place called Boya and they have just started and then we have also a farm in Tasmania on the Derwent River and they will start about the 10th of December. So that gives us a really long harvest window for cherries. Uh, I grew up um, on a cherry farm and my family uh, became involved in Modern Valley Farms in the 80s with a number of uh, like-minded local growers who decided to head north to where the uh, conditions were a little bit more conducive to um, cherries and get a little bit earlier in the season. And then in 2007, our family... purchased the farm from the remaining shareholders and it's our family business. Um, my mum and dad, uh, my mum's passed, but, you know, my my family have been in, in it for a long time and uh, my brother works in the business, my husband and my son and daughter. Uh, son's just come back from working away and so, yeah, we're all involved and my sister-in-law's involved. So just a, it's It's a family business and we're passionate about what we do and um, it's good creating something that creates a lot of interest. Well, I think I was about eight when I thought, oh, I'm going to get out and join the cherry pickers. And um, after that, it was it was not just a, um, an optional. It was sort of like, you know, oh, well, you can go out and be a picker. And um, so I picked in the morning and went to the packing shed in the afternoon and after school we'd make the boxes for the next day's packing and um, couldn't do that with the amount of fruit we're put, putting through now. But um, it was it was a good way growing to grow up. Um, you know, we, we didn't sort of have a lot of time, you know, with friends at the beach or anything, but um, we had a, a good job and, um, you know, we're able to save up and buy our own our own cars and um, just deal with a lot of interesting people and and learn the value of money. They're usually just called cherries in the shops, but there are lots of varieties of cherry and farmers tend to grow dozens of different ones to maximise their earnings throughout the season. Alison explains how it all works. There are a number of old varieties like um, Merchant, Ron's, that's just a few off the top of my head, Van. Um, some of those, you know, are, are more potentially more domestic um, 
things like not a domestic, um, quite popular overseas. Um, but then there's there's new varieties. There's a, a royal series that's been developed, and there's also um, pl- pl- plenty of new varieties coming up that are being developed. So it's just staying on on tune with those. But to get through a harvest, uh, you need to have a lot of varieties, uh, up to say around thirty five varieties. And um, that just helps you get through um, a harvest, a broad harvest, because some varieties only might last for five days. So to to go through 100 days, you need to have many varieties to get you through that. And they're from all different parts of the world and, and some are cool climate and some are more temperate. Um, some don't need much chill. Some, some are fertile. Some uh, uh, need... Um, um, a partner um, to become fertile. So there's lots of lots of options, lots of variations too. There's certain varieties uh, work in certain regions. Um, some varieties maybe that we have at our Boya property near Mildura won't won't work um, in Tassie, or Tassie will be better. Some that work in um, Calignan. Uh, Calignan near Mildura is very um, really pushing the boundaries, so a lot of varieties don't work there. It's it's too hot. We're we're privileged to have them um, a crop that grows in summer, and also to be aligned with Christmas. That's um, a pretty big added advantage. And cherry cherry uh, picking is very very popular. Uh, there's a number of farms that uh, do cherry picking and. It's it's very very popular, great family activity and um, just an experience to get out in the country and see something different, understand how you know cherries grow, and um, be able to pick them yourself, take them home. We love buying cherries in the shops, but a lot of cherry farms offer consumer picking experiences too. What's the trick to picking and storing cherries for greatest enjoyment? When we, when you're picking cherries, they need to be that you, you'd keep them on the stem, and um, the idea is that you actually uh, sort of like pinch them where the cherry stem meets the tree and twist, and and that sort of releases them off the branch, and not, they're normally in clumps, and um, that that's the best way to pick them and store them is uh, generally just store them in the fridge and um, they will they will last weeks if you store them like that. Currently we're um, we're doing sort of between 200 300 bins a day so we're doing about oh, about um, maybe about 50 ton so, uh, we have camera technology, so we our fruit goes through what's called a cluster cutter, and the, all the cherries need to be cut into singles to go under the cameras. We're sorting with camera technology, which is color black and white and infrared, so it's sorting by color, size, and defect, and that's just a uh, number of parameters that can help to uh, really go down deep with these the settings and uh, helped help just to get the best result in the box so we still have sorters uh, we don't have the grading just doing purely the whole job 
but um, the machine does pull out a fair bit, which does help to reduce our staffing. And then um, that, that goes to a second grade box of fruit and some goes to the waste. Uh, and then just what, what's left, which is maybe the last 10% of grading gets done by the sorters. Yeah. We, oh, oh, sorry, just on that, we, we're packing into um, two kilo, five kilo punnets and bags. So we've got a number of, uh, and we also do one kilo, yeah, one kilo boxes as well. So there's multiple versions of, of packs uh, being done for multiple markets. So quite a lot of variety. Cherries are very susceptible to weather. Alison explains what cherries love and what they are not fond of at all. Well, we don't want a lot of rain. Um, last year it was too cold and wet, so um, we, we didn't get a good fruit set. So this year we have much better fruit set and uh, no rain means that um, pretty much what, what we do pick goes over the grater and into a box for our consumers. Um, when we get rain, the fruit fruit can crack and then we end up with a lot of waste. So it's not really good for anybody. So um, that's, that's you know, some of the reasons why this season's looking good. So um, we're all looking forward to, you know, everybody getting a chance to enjoy good quality cherries and um, enjoy them not only for Christmas but, you know, picnics or enjoy them on your own watching TV or with a book. So plenty of occasions to just enjoy some cherries and enjoy the health benefits. Growing cherries isn't easy, but it's just one part of the business. Alison puts her Cherry Association hat on to talk about different growers and different avenues of getting to market. It's it's actually growing, like um, cherries are very popular and there's a number of people recently getting into it. Um, there's... Yeah, look, you know, whether, whether you've, um, you just do farm gate or whether you do um, export and domestic or whether you do you pick, you know, there's, there's lots of different um, options and as to how you sell it and um, there's lots of people doing different things. So, um, and there's, there's quite a lot of people getting into cherries and... But like I say, there are small, medium and large growers and they've all got their own, you know, avenues that they, they sell to. Some are the same, some are different. So, Is cherry picking the hardest part of the year? Alison explains what happens during other times to give the best chance of a successful crop. Pretty much as soon as the, the season's finished, uh, we will hedge the trees. Uh, in the past, you just let the trees grow and grow, but now we sort of make them, it's more of a pedestrian style orchard. So uh, that helps also to push the energy back down into the tree for, for growth and bud development. Um, and then, uh, well, there's a lot of fertigating that needs to be done with the fruit trees to make sure that we have uh, good good uh, cherries. And there's also pruning. A lot of uh, well, wood needs to come out to make sure that they're not um, uh, too, too many branches. Uh, you need to allow for the sun to get into the tree, so that takes a lot of time, and that's all done with electric secateurs. Um what else needs to be done? Um, well, 
assessing the varieties that that are planted so there might be some varieties that you know pass their use by or just aren't uh, aren't popular with customers so they will need to be removed and um, blocks replanted so that, that's just some of the jobs There's, there is plenty plenty to be done and also um you know we we travel overseas to see what's what's new and coming up in um, test blocks and assessing new varieties. So that's always, you know, stay ahead of the market or at least in, in line with the market to see what's um, on vogue. No farming is easy, but cherry farmers have it harder than some. They only have one crop to earn their income from the year and they need rain at one time and can't bear rain at another. Alison explains. It, it's hard. Um, I did say to someone yesterday, you start a cherry season, it's like jumping in the pool and feeling like Karen Perkins wanting to get to the other end and just touch it without anything going wrong. Um, it's, you know, there's there's a lot of things to get through and you've got a lot, you've got only one crop a year, so, you know, there's a fair bit riding on it. You try and spread your risk by having uh, multiple farms so you haven't got all your eggs in one location. And... Um, we do actually, um, you know, if, if we have a large rain event, um, because we have quite a lot of acreage, we potentially might have a, a helicopter that will go up and just draw, float over the, uh, the trees and just uh, blow the water off. And that's actually really effective. It sounds bizarre, but it, it works. And you can also, you know, um, just have your run the the spray pumps through the orchard and blow blow the rain off also that helps to protect your crop just some yeah just some tricks like that just to if you can just get that remove the water off the cherries that that certainly helps to um get out of a rain event birds in certain areas are quite an issue um and we net and we have um noise um, detractors so just just something to settle you know not let them settle um, and we try and move you know get them moved on just so they can't just prop and start eating so keep them on the move Um, but a number of our properties are just about um, quite heavily netted. So many Australian consumers look forward to cherries with many heirloom recipes dusted off for summer. How does Alison Jones love to eat her cherries? I really like to just um, eat them as they are. It's, it's just a special a special treat. It's a great easy snack. I call it uh, a guilt-free snack. And um, they're so good for you. And I might sometimes stew them up um, just with some ice cream. But um, oh, And also you can make a really good uh, uh, bruschetta with cherries. So... We, we make a number of products for our, our shop here and a number of people do make uh, products like uh, cherry sauce, which is always nice on ice cream or a dessert. So there, there's plenty of things that, that you can do, but really fresh, fresh is really the preference for me. There are so many different aspects to cherry farming. What is it that Alison Jones loves most about what she does? One thing I love about cherry season is, you know, just working with good people and um, 
My role is um, I'm CEO of Wanted Valley Farms, but also I work in the shed and it's just great working with, you know, enthusiastic people and um, we have a really diverse multicultural um, range here and it's just, yeah, it's, it's really rewarding dealing with good fruit and it's a product that uh, people are excited about. It's, uh, it's still seasonal, so uh, we talk about uh, cherries, you know, just 100 days and pretty much that's what it is. Uh, I never get sick of cherries and I do get excited. I, I do like the cherry season. It's, it's a bit of a buzz and um, to see the fruit coming into from the orchard to the, the packing shed and just seeing, you know, the, the produce that's been created and all the work that's gone into it and getting it into a box and the customer satisfaction is, is terrific and really, you know, does give you a buzz that, you know, especially when you get good feedback from your customers, how much they enjoy it and love it. So, yeah, knowing that it's appreciated is, you know, makes it all worthwhile and, and seeing good quality fruit. So... And we have, we have lots of great customers too, so it certainly helps too. It's all about, you know, it's all about relationships, isn't it? So if you can make good relationships with people and everybody's, you know, everybody's happy and getting something out of it, it sort of keeps things moving. Cherry season is 100 days of joy and bounty, but it's 365 days of obsession care and hard work for Alison Jones, both in her role as President of the Victorian Cherry Association and as CEO of the multi-site Wandon Valley Farms. Though the work can be hard and stressful, there are more payoffs than pain, not least the annual joy of eating a handful of sweet and juicy cherries. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Danny Vallant. Stay tuned as we talk to some of Australia's best farmers, makers and growers. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or contact us via deepintheweeds.com.au.